that perish. But when it comes to the free gift of God, which is the substance, many of us just shrug our shoulders. And that, that would just be good enough for us. So I'm saying this because any one of you who will speak now, understand that you don't have many things to say. But if you say one thing, look at the scripture corresponding and bring out, even if it's the scripture you read, and you didn't explain it. Some scriptures like this one, they speak volumes to the heart of everyone that listens. So we can all write down and we can learn a point from each thing that we say. So let's go ahead with the next people. Speaking microphone. It's on. Can you increase our volume, please? Some of us will have angels' voice. <laughs> you give us volume so that they can hear us. Carry on here. Isaiah 45, verse 1 says, Thus said the Lord to his anointed Isaiah spouse. Isaiah 45, what? Verse 1. Thus said the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have taken hold of, to subdue nations before him, and I will lose the lions of kings, to open before him the door, to live a gate, and the gates shall not be shut. I'm called Cyrus, his anointed one, but yet in verse 5, it says there, though you am. Um, you do not know me. You do not acknowledge me. Cyrus was a king that um, he don't know God. He wasn't a Christian. He wasn't born again, but yet God used him. One thing, um, none of us here are irreplaceable. God can use anyone, so we shouldn't look down on anybody at all. Because God is able to do and undo. And say he is God. He's able to do all things. Amen. Amen. Um, my point is taken from Isaiah chapter 1 verses 19 which says if we were willing and obedient we'll eat the best verse 19 not verses no when you when you read when you quote the scripture and you quote one verse you don't call it verses if you say verses it will be 19 to 20 or if you say 19 it was a verse 19 go ahead okay isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 um, it says, if you're willing and obedient, you eat the best of the land. Um, that struck me because um, basically there is, there is a, a promise or inheritance in, in being obedient. Um, and if we link that on to um, Numbers 32, where God gave them an instruction, um, the Reubenites and the Gadites, that they needed to go into um, war in order to receive the inheritance. They didn't want to go to war, but they wanted to reap the benefits of the inheritance, and Moses rebuked them. This is basically significant in our time, because in our house, we have been asked to come to Bible studies, evangelism, and other things. But some of us are going forward while others are waiting behind. And God says it's only if we're willing and obedient that we'll eat the best of the land. So which means that if we're not obedient to the word that's been instructed through our mother and our father, then we cannot partake in what God has in store for us in Jesus' name. Why in Jesus' name? You're not praying. You don't end that up in Jesus' name. 
Now, can I just say also that if you read the second verse of that scripture, it will have made the message whole. What God is saying there is willingness. Anybody is willing and obedient, we get the best from the land. I think one of the things that we learn from what she's saying is that what we are able to attain on earth, all right, is determined by us. Is determined by us. Not God. For God, God ordained the best for all believers in anything you do. But what each believer can reach, the height each believer can reach, depends on your willingness and your obedience. Are we getting together? Yes, sir. We agree on that? The second one says, but if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That is God swearing that what I'm saying here, you don't need to believe it. That's what will happen. Let me stand up, Joe. Your destiny is according to your decision. Listen to me. What you are today, it is what you decided to be once you are born again. And it is based on two things. Willingness to serve God and obedient heart to God. Now, if Satan overpower a Christian, because you resist and you rebel, that's why. Because God said that if you resist and rebel, you will certainly, inevitably be destroyed. And I think I can ask you, what is the scripture of today, this morning? Deuteronomy 1 to 3. Is that not what God was saying? When, when I read that Deuteronomy and I saw a man who has a bed, six feet by nine, nine no, it's a six feet by 16 feet. It's four meters. <laughs> He's bad. The guy is gigantic. And yet God said, I destroyed him before you. And you remember when God said to them, do not go and fight the battle with the, the Ammonites. And they went and they were slaughtered. And God said, every time you disobey me, you are destroyed by your enemies. It is high time you land. And I think that's where Moses also said that. They disobeyed God to the place whereby they even made him miss the promised land. That is what we read today. If you did not read your book today, <laughs> I will say it all. But, but, but we can see this. You know, there, are some, there are some theologies that have been propounded in the church of God, which I believe that they came from the intuition of men and from the devil. And this is the theology of um, exaggerating who the devil is. That's the theology of making Satan look big. Demons look big. All right? This scripture tells us, it settles it. If you are willing to serve me and you're obedient to my voice, it said, I guarantee you, you will be the best. You will start from somewhere, but you'll get to the best. But your willingness to serve God must not waver. Neither must your obedience to him change. But then he said, if, the second thing, if you, are, if you resist and rebel, if you resist God and rebel, Against God. God can't help. Devour by sword. And that is the judgment of evil spirits. Let me tell you something. I started my, my last leg of the fellow in arbitration. All right? And um, I was supposed to be in South Africa this week to go and study, to go to a course for one, one week. That is to study on how to operate 
uh, hydrofoam machine, in, which we have in Jesus City, to, to build bricks. So, but then I have to weigh. I have to go to class for my final arbitration today, or go to South Africa. Okay? Now, I have to decide that. I can do South Africa another time. But arbitration, if I don't go today, they will not repeat today's lecture. Now, let me tell you what happened. Never slept all night trying to read and have scanty sleep. Woke up first in the morning after two hours or three hours sleep, and I read my Deuteronomy. Give God, God first. Why am I doing that? Because I haven't finished the curriculum, which, the curriculum which we discussed today. But when we went to the class today, you know what the lecturer first said? He said to us, I am the one who will mark your exam. He said, every one of you who came to today, I guarantee you will pass. So I've already passed my fellow. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the man now said to us, he said, many people take it for granted. When the institute say, come for one, one day review. Now, within 9 a.m. and 5, the man went through the whole curriculum of writing a word. He said to us that, I will teach you exam, you will pass. He said, you have done the harder one, which is your level three. But this one is for me to teach you how to write a word. And then, at the end of it, he now brought out the questions of two years. And he now showed us how to bring out the facts needed for exam and how to construct an award. Page one, page two, page three content, page four, page five, page six, page seven. And told us when your exam comes, this is what you do. I will not pass. If I wasn't willing to go, I would sit. I will sit. The same time I, in the morning, I thought if I, if I say I haven't finished curriculum, let me read my curriculum and ignore the daily reading. My head was cooled by the Holy Spirit. We must understand principles of God. God first, and then blessing will follow. Anything that will take God from you, you must with all your heart fight against it. Success is cheap. But man must serve God truly. And you know God looks at your heart. He doesn't see your obeisance. He sees your true heart. That's the reason why it's so dangerous for us not to truly serve God. That was a very, very good lesson. Let's go to the next person. Who is the next person? Is that the last person? Ah, no problem then. I think we have come to the end of this discussion. Now, let me just say that. What did we learn? Somebody speak over there. What did you learn today? Look at what you have written. And let's go to review. What was probably the first thing I was talking about? Healing power of God. He was wounded because of our transgressions. He was chastised because of our iniquities. The chastisement that makes us is upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. So, however, that should be known, that should be ill in Zion, for the Lord will forgive the sins of those who dwell therein. Yes? yes? So if we are sick, we have healing in Mount Gilead, in the balm of Gilead. Yes, what's the next thing you, you, you learned, somebody over there? Let me hear from the back there. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a child, uh, unto us a, a son is born, a child is born, unto us a son is given. Yes. 
and uh, you know the government shall be upon his shoulder. That's Isaiah what? Isaiah nine verse seven. Nine six. All right. So the government will be upon his shoulder. So the government of our life, the government of the nation, is upon the shoulder of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why we can pray for Theresa May now, and God can do something. Amen. We appeal to heaven. All those who are bickering and blinking, God will do something, and this nation will go to the steering wheel of God. Amen. Because the government is on His shoulders. Yes. Any other thing you learned from there? Huh? The servant, yes. What did you hear about the servant of the Lord? Tell me now. We are born to serve God. <laughs> That's what I was to hear. The first thing that was said was that, who said that really? That we are born to, before we are formed in our womb, God created us to serve him. So when we get to this world, what we choose to serve is our choice. That's why anybody who didn't serve God truly can never find him. If you serve him truly, then you will see him. Yes. Another thing you learned. We are doing well tonight. The reward of what? The reward of the servant was spoken then too. Yes. Yes. The Lord will exalt those who serve him. He will bless those who serve him. He will watch over those who serve him. He will defend those who serve him. He will fight for those who serve him. Yes. Yes, that young man said Isaiah was people from beginning to the end. And another thing he said about Isaiah confidence of Isaiah. He confronts any king who does evil. And when God sends him a message to anybody, he's not afraid. He won't size you up. He will just tell you straight away. Can you imagine going to somebody's house and saying to him that, pack your load and get ready to die. I see you. And he started going. <laughs> I mean, you know, somebody will say, over my dead body. He's already dead. <laughs> but you know what happened? That man went on his knees there, isn't it? Yeah. And when he got to the door to go out, God said, go back. <laughs> you who brought the message, you're dead. Go give him life now. <laughs> and he came back and said that. God has heard your prayer. I think that is a man of God. He did not see him pray. He gave the message to him in his chamber, and he left. And the man left his throne and went to the closet. And he was still praying. When the, Isaiah had God, a man who really hears God, that's what it is. That's, that is the height every Christian must reach. Every Christian. But we understand the fact that we have been told by those kids that Isaiah don't compromise God. Yes, yes. Isaiah will not, if somebody is his friend and is doing evil, he will not uh, say that, well, you know, okay, just try to stop it. Stop it, stop it. Either you stop it. We are friends, or you continue, I don't want to see you again. That's Isaiah for you. He was firm. He was fearless. Because he knows God. If anybody has fear in him, it's because you haven't known God well. When you know God truly, you fear nothing. It is your knowledge of God that informs your boldness in God. They said what is coming, he didn't worry. He just went to relax. He said, tell the king that that man blabbing, he will not enter here. And it was so. God will take you there. What again did we learn? 
If you are willing and obedient, you will eat what? The best of the land. Hallelujah. I love it. You will eat the best of this land. It doesn't matter whether we Brexit or Brexit. <laughs> whether we Brexit or Brexit, we eat the best of the land. And so it shall be. But we will be willing and obedient. Anything that we challenge your willingness, you must stand against it. Your commitment to God must not be compromised for anything. And you must not compromise with people who serve God for comfort or convenience. I told you some time ago, if you meet somebody who you have been seeing in church, you didn't see him in church anymore. I say, ah, we have not seen you in church. I say, ah, my friend, I have to take a break. Don't reply. Pack your bag and baggage. Run for your life. Oh, he says, ah, you know, nobody look for me in that church. Pack your bag and bag. By the time you turn right, you should not be there. You run for your life. People who are like that have been overtaken by the devil, and the devil is looking to take some other people. Are you with me now? You must, anything that will stop, that will challenge your service to God, fight it with all your, all your, your life. Cut off from them completely. Anything that will challenge your faithfulness to God, because what we are doing now, no matter how much you are still faithful, is a little. And we want to do better. And you are not in a position where you should allow anybody to know the little that you are doing that God is still happy with to come and contaminate it. But somebody will say to you that, oh, well, I've been watching you. You are doing very, very fine. Uh-huh. Tell me more. Now we can do better, you know. Yes, I want that. I didn't see you in evangelism for the past two weeks. Okay, I will come next week. That's the kind of people you work with. People who will, who will spark you into righteousness. People who will appreciate your commitment to God and also steer you up for more. If you are willing and obedient. Yes, any other thing? Yes. God cut their life short because of sin. So we should make sure we live a life of obedience to God. And we took that into, you know, um, I think we're looking at Isaiah, Isaiah 1 that talks about rebellion. Yes. And we looked at Deuteronomy chapter 1 to chapter 3. What you read today. That God saw some people who are rebellious. He said that they rebel and I destroyed them. They rebel and I allow enemy to kill them. And when you obey, I give you victory. I fought battle for you. People who are bigger than you, I slew them before you. He said, I don't you think it is your power recognized I'm the one fighting. But I fight only for those who obey me. I can't fight for those who disobey. That's all what you read in 30, Deuteronomy 1 to 3. And I think there's one more scripture you didn't talk about. Yes? 55 verse 1. Come, all you who are what? Thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money. Come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money 
and without cost, my Lord. Why spend money on what is not bread? And your labor on what does not satisfy? Mm. Listen to me, says the Lord, and eat what is good, the word of God. And your soul will delight in the richest of fare. I love this. And then he says, give ear and come to me. Hear me, and your soul may live, that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love, Promise to David. Now we're going to stand up and pray.